0: So, welcome to the podcast take two. We had a technical glitch first time around, and so it ought to be awesome this time because this is our second time through a lot of it. This is Steve. I'm normally the engineer, but I get to be on the mic today. I have Ryan Vincent and I have Kyle Butler with me today, and we're asking the question how do we plan for Sunday morning? Uh, so, Kyle, I want to start with you because you've recently joined the staff and have not really had insight into the, the big picture but you have served on other church staffs, as you mentioned before. So we, we kind of wanted your perspective on what it looked like from the outside, you know, just a typical Sunday morning. Like, what would go into planning a Sunday morning?
1: Yeah, so my perspective would definitely be influenced by my involvement with uh, two other churches in being a part of the planning for Sunday mornings. And with with both of the, those churches, for the most part, it was— pastor preparing a sermon apart from the rest of the creative arts team and the worship minister picking out songs knowing a rough idea of what the uh, the speaker will be speaking about and then showing up on a sunday morning doing it all together hoping that it that it is cohesive and connects and sometimes it did a lot of times it didn't and so that that was kind of my perspective of, of how that worked here at Sunnybrook. But I, I could tell there was a little bit more to the planning um, in seeing the theme running throughout the whole service from from top to bottom. So I knew there had to be more, but, uh, but that was kind of my perspective um, on, on how Sunday mornings worked out. And so we do have a goal in mind uh, for Sunday morning, and
0: it, it is to communicate the gospel creatively and more importantly effectively and we recognize that the gospel is a story we actually have the meta-narrative a story on the wall in the sanctuary Mm -hmm. creation fall redemption restoration it's a story it's the story of god the bible is the story of god's involvement in the world and with with uh, his people and so we we have recognized for a very long time the gospel is contained in a story it's conveyed through a story uh but we have this uh what we call creative team which you alluded to it's a, a group of uh, mostly teaching pastors, but also I'm in it and Kyle's in on it now. Uh, that uh, is the primary team that does the Sunday morning planning. And about five years ago, we went away to a conference called Story, aimed at the creative class. And we had we had some kind of some epiphanies there. And so Ryan, you were there mm-hmm. at the time. Why don't you give us uh, you know your recollection of sort of what happened there and how it all went down? Yep,
2: um, we went to this conference. It was held in Chicago at a uh, a big church right there on a uh, Moody Bible College or Moody Theological Seminary or whatever Yeah, for Moody throw Bible from Institute. Stone Throw for Moody
0: Moody Bible Moody so Bible
2: Institute. They um, we went to a church that was um, closely affiliated with that with that school and uh, and they had this big big conference there. And this conference was actually oriented towards um, creative people that just so happen to be followers of Jesus. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of these people probably not even necessarily employed or connected to a church directly, probably um, members more than church staff in a lot of cases. And so this conference is geared towards uh, filmmakers and photographers and and certainly musicians. And so I, I assume they had a the, the notion that A large swath of their attendees would be worship ministers and people that played on in in worship teams and then um, artists that happen to do certain things in the church. I don't think and now, you know, kind of the more I reflect on what their uh, what kind of speaking lineup they had and what kind of um, booths they had out there. uh, I don't think that their assumption was that there would be a lot of lead ministers in the room. Um, or in particular, teaching pastors, people that, that are on the stage more in just like a speaking um, a speaking uh, position. Mm-hmm. It's more about the performance side of stuff and mm-hmm. the, the worship side of stuff. And so we go in and, and we're listening, and there were a lot of great things to do with website design and, and filmmaking and, and obviously the worship side. But we we heard, um, and I, I can even still remember the speaker's face. I couldn't tell you his name or even what he does. But I can remember the speaker's face who who harped on this idea that we are storytellers. And mm-hmm. so he's working from the theme of the conference, obviously. But he's he's saying that we need to tell better stories. Stories themselves are extremely engaging. And when you're engaging, you're effective, which goes back to one of our yes. goals. Yes. We want we don't want to just be creative for the sake it's of like creativity. Yeah. No, we want to be creative with the end goal of being effective communicators. And so he says the reason why stories are so compelling is because they engage as they communicate. And and when you when you have an engaged audience, you have an audience that will respond. You have an audience that will remember what was said. And so we spent a lot of time at the hotel, um, kind of around the fringes of the conference. We spent a lot of time in the evening in the lobby of the hotel, kind of talking through how do we incorporate this into Sunnybrook? Because we don't have, you know, the million watt stage with a hologram machine like they did. Mm -hmm. We don't have um, lasers going everywhere. We can't we we actually aren't intending to put on. Yeah, that's not us. That's not us. Yeah how do we take these principles and translate them to us and Mm -hmm. so there were things we could think of through the perspective of music and even graphics and all that stuff but where it really hit home was how we communicate verbally in particular and so we came up with this idea of if we're telling a story maybe every piece of our service is one chapter in an overall narrative and then you can go further out every sermon is a chapter in a larger narrative and on and on and on and so we thought, okay, but how do we make sure that people are catching this vision? Because right.
0: we didn't think folks were really seeing that the the worship was deeply connected with the communion, with the message, with with mm-hmm. all of that. And every once in a while, somebody would go, hey, that song was about the thing you guys preached about. Yes. Like, wow, how did that yes. happen? <laughs> Coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just happenstance. We got lucky. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes. But so we came out of there with this idea for um, like a new role in the service. And we we call them now a narrator. So um, for those of you that are listening that happen to come to Sunnybrook, um, this is what that person that does the welcome. And then we do this handshaking ritual. Um, <laughs> this is that person that leads us through that, and typically the person that'll lead us, like they'll introduce the worship, introduce the sermon. They'll do, uh, they'll kind of introduce the giving time, and then they'll have a communion meditation. That person is the the role that we came out of that
0: conference, saying we need something like this, and we call them the narrator. And that, they're they're a context creator. Yes. They're they're teeing up. You know, our hearts and minds to be ready to receive the truth we're going to hear. Yes, is, is the goal. So think in the yeah.
2: context of a play on a in a stage in an auditorium. There is an omniscient voice. Oftentimes, the narrator mm-hmm. is helping us tie every scene to the overall kind of picture of the play. so that's what we have. And that's oftentimes.
0: our goal. Mm-hmm. So the the for the planning for Sunday, um, we're going to turn a corner here and talk a little bit different about the the process that leads to what actually happens on a Sunday morning. And it's much bigger and longer than I think almost anyone realizes not involved
1: in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it has to be to be able to create what you guys are doing, because I remember being a, just a volunteer here five or six years ago when you guys came back and I, I heard you talking of mm. how you wanted the service to look and just thinking this is going to have, this is going to have to take so much organization and forethought. I, I thought there was there was no way and we, we would be able to pull people. this off
2: we're not organizers we're idea <laughs> people so yes. well, we were behind the eight ball from the beginning
0: <laughs> and jim no jim will accuse me of being the guy on staff that's always yeah but is this sustainable because yes. we do have ideas but mm-hmm. do we have the ability to to continue to do this so there have been times we've launched into things and we didn't ask that question well and realized later on ah it was just unsustainable it's, you know so Steve is, is our it, critical connection to reality is it sustainable <laughs> he really is. like can we actually do this every week yeah. well this turned out to be something we can do and and we have sustained and we're still perfecting and trying to improve and work on uh, but it, it really begins at something we do twice a year that I don't think Kyle's had the opportunity to be a part of yet, but it's at a staff retreat. So we all get away twice a year. One of those is for uh, annual planning. We'll look to the next year, and we'll talk calendar and themes and what's going on, and we'll look back at what's happened, and we'll celebrate you know, folks who are growing and doing well, and we'll talk about folks we're concerned about. Uh, There's a whole lot that goes on. And then the other planning is more personal development, spiritual development. So in the planning retreat, we will look at—one of the things we strive to do is teach an Old Testament and a New Testament book every year. So we'll look back at the last, say, 10 years, and we'll list every book we taught every year so that we have a perspective of where we've been. And then the creative arts team will usually go in with some idea of what we we think we'd like to do. But we ask the staff, what do you think about these ideas, or do you have other ideas? And we'll kick around— you know, what we should be preaching from in both the Old and New Testament as an entire staff, and that's really kind of where the whole thing begins. And then we'll sort of cast a vision for an entire year of what we'll be doing this year sermonically, and then when we come back as a creative arts team, we can then begin uh, breaking all of that down and working through it. So we have a one-year plan. Uh, we, both, we do both biblical, uh, exegetical preaching, I guess, and topical, mm-hmm. right? So the topical tends to be sort of interspersed. Mm-hmm. Uh, But we fundamentally like going through the Bible. You you talked about this a lot in our previous incarnation of the podcast, which didn't get saved, but (laughs) any comments about that? Yeah,
2: I think topical is good and right and appropriate and has lots of merit. We just feel that topical, should it become the only thing that we ever do around here? If it's always we need to have another series of seven ways to plan for the future and 13 ways to save your marriage and four and a half ways to raise a kid if we, if that's all we ever do then uh, we are at the risk of getting to the point where we're only like offering our own wit and wisdom to people yeah and uh, if you know any of us well enough that's a dangerous place to get to at some <laughs> point so we believe very firmly that our anchor and the, the purpose for a uh, 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 kind of a preaching ministry is to exposit, is to preach and proclaim the word of God, mm-hmm. and so we, while while topical series do that, there are fewer checks on kind of the reliability of that or the the um, the our our goal, which is to stay anchored into what Scripture says, and so we decide we we think that we want to spend the vast majority of our time preaching through books of the Bible, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and when we do that we have removed from ourselves this tendency to avoid complicated areas of the bible and and instead no we're going through this and when we get to that ugly section in the back of galatians we got to deal with it and, mm-hmm. and and i think it gives our, our preaching more integrity i think it gives our our people more confidence that we truly are proclaiming the word of god and that we truly are relying on the spirit and less on our own abilities and mm-hmm. our own intelligence Um, and so I think that with all that in mind, we will, you'll look at our preaching calendar and I would say two thirds, maybe more than that of our year is going through books of the Bible Yes, and our, our topical series tend to be much shorter than our expository series going through, through
0: books. And, and I find, I don't preach a lot, but on occasion I do, and I, I find the topical stuff much harder because the boundaries are, are not nearly as clear. Yeah. When you're preaching through a text, it's like, well, there it is, and you got to deal with it. Yep. When it's a subject, you then got to go find the text to deal with the subject and try to put all that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and both are useful, and both are good, but uh, anyway, we kind of lean toward the... Yep, book of the Bible style preaching. Well, once we've done this big high level one year look, we then we will then uh, go through series by series, thinking at the series level, what do we do? Uh, and Matthew is a great example. We're we're headed into that uh, within a couple of weeks. Kyle has sort of gotten in on some of that uh, since he's joined early November. Um, so what have you what have you seen in that you had not seen before or experienced in the Matthew series planning uh, that comes to
1: mind? Uh, one thing I, I've noticed if you if you go up into the room where they have the creative arts meetings, there is a big whiteboard and scriptures, everything is is listed out, not in detail, but there is a clear look of where this is heading. And uh, I, I think that's that's very important. It can easily the theme or the idea, that you want to have at the end of Matthew, I think, can easily be lost when you're doing something so long. Mm-hmm. And so to, to actually see that already written up there, um, that was really cool to see and to know that this is where we, we have a clear direction on where we're going. And so I think that that's very helpful in, in planning for the future yeah and
2: we don't follow the church like the liturgical calendar right. specifically although mm-hmm. i think it's in the back of our minds i actually printed it out today it's hanging on my wall in my <laughs> office <laughs> but it helps us plan series because there are the high holidays that we have to be aware of mm-hmm. and even kind of the the um the seasons that have more uh, like a very specific meaning or tone to them so as we're beginning the matthew series And we start to write out okay this is the sunday and seven days later is the next sunday and we write out a full year's worth of sundays and we're trying to attach text to when we're going to preach them it's helpful to know this is the advent season Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is the sunday before and this is the sunday after christmas we know we have a christmas eve service in there we've got a plan um, we know on these two Sundays, we're going to go down to one service at the end of December because of attendance, and then we know, you know, on January, we're going to have a specific sermon that deals with the whole year, and then we're going to be moving in, and we know that Easter's coming, and we mm-hmm. like to preach Easter as the Sunday before, the Sunday of, and the Sunday after with a very strong theme connected, so mm-hmm. we're going to time this so that it we hit on a certain time in the book in Easter, and Matthew is so long, we're actually planning to hit 2017. Matthew's, yes, <laughs> yeah. Matthew's description of yes. the Passion account in Easter 2017. So we're very aware of these high holidays, and we're trying to time things so that when we get there, we're speaking appropriately to the season and to the holidays.
0: And one of the, one of the things that you've observed before, too, is the level of debate that goes on <laughs> yes. with the staff. Like, usually, a lot of times, a lead, a lead uh, minister is kind of a lone wolf guy. You know, he'll just decide what he's going to preach. He decides on how he's going to do a sermon. Mm-hmm. He's not asking anybody's opinion. And uh, so, at the series level, right, we debate how we're going to break a book down. What mm-hmm. sections are there? What terminology do we use? Uh, what metaphors work? Uh, how does the artwork look? Because it affects all of that. So, like you, des- you designed the the Matthew artwork, mm-hmm. and it has six sections because we've looked at the book. Uh, the overarching book, and said we we can break it down in these ways, and then how do we visually represent that, and then how do we do that effectively over the course of a year and some, mm-hmm. some number of months, and so uh, this, I, I can promise you, it's very unusual. I've I've talked to guys on church staffs elsewhere, and it's like your experience, Kyle. They they're like, you do what? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you do. You you guys meet. First of all, you even meet together regularly. Like that's nuts. Nobody does that. And we then you invent reasons to meet together. Yeah.
2: That's the problem, is we like each other a <laughs> yes. lot. So we will invent reasons to have meetings and tell jokes.
1: There is mirth. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. There is great mirth. The, the Monday night after my first experience with the staff meeting, the creative arts meeting, I, I, I called my brother, who is a worship minister yes. in St. Louis. Yep. And I, I, Caleb, I was, yo, Caleb. I was pretty much told him, you cannot believe how they do this. It, I, it, was, it was unbelievable, but it was great. I loved it. And so uh, like I've said like during the staff meeting, I mean that that first Monday I was here, the first 45 minutes at least was discussion and debate on the scripture that was going to be preached that Sunday by the whole staff. Mm-hmm. And that was phenomenal to think about um that that I could have some influence on on what Jim said that that following Sunday and a- actually everyone in the room can have an influence but influence can come in
0: different ways so guys with you know Bible college and seminary degrees may make certain theological points that we mm-hmm. that we hadn't brought up yet people with less training in depth theologically might ask a question mm-hmm. and it wow we didn't really think about the need to answer the question uh, so th- that has an influence on on how it's going to be preached because most of the folks in the room don't have bible college degrees and mm-hmm. aren't thinking at the level of depth that we are as a team about this so that you know that's helpful as well i mean influence comes in a lot of different ways in a room like that mm-hmm. and it is extremely unusual to find a team that can that collaborates yeah. like we do yeah. mm-hmm. and part of it is nobody's you know there's no turf there's yep. no i mean there's, there's no no ego in a destructive sort of way right no I'd yeah. be
2: disappointed if I lay out like the bones of my sermon and you guys didn't have anything to say about it yeah, yeah. totally awesome it's good yes. yeah not helpful like yeah. I need you guys to push back a little bit and in some ways help me like give me a reason to defend the the, the purpose and the structure of my sermon mm-hmm. yeah and it's and it's when I do that um, I feel like I'm going to be able to speak to it a lot better. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why a staff meeting is so helpful, um, because, you know, every Sunday we get up, and typically Jim, but oftentimes another uh, another preacher, has is, is got 1,000 to 1,200 people to deliver a message about God's Word to. Mm-hmm. And that is a that is an incredibly wide spectrum of mm-hmm. yes. um, ways of thinking, of um, of maturity, of life experience that we've got to speak to. And I've got... 40 minutes and believe me Morgan Weasel let me know if I go 45 seconds over that 40 minutes because <laughs> she's got kids down there yeah I've got 40 minutes to speak to that many people and so trying to anticipate the various objections so to speak or questions that right. that person out in the pew is going to have running through their minds can be complicated that's why staff meetings so great because I got 20 people which is a good sample size of our mm-hmm. congregation. And I give kind of the gist of what I'm going to say, and I get the pushback, and I get the questions, and I get the debate from the Drew Mosses and the Jim mm-hmm. Johnsons. And so it's really, really helpful, I think, to kind of prepare to speak to a large group of people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It reflects the fact that we, there is a high level of trust that exists yes. Yes. on the staff. Great deal of affection for one another, a lot of mutual respect, mm-hmm. and a lot of trust. Yeah, uh, it, it really is and humility, in a lot of to, humility. Yeah, to yeah, be able to and, lay and that up.
2: Any objection does, we know is never a critique against the man or woman. It's no. a, it's a, it's a for the sake of the kingdom. I need to say this right now, and yeah. I think we all hear that well. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and it, our,
0: what we do is better because of it. So we, so we've talked about our, our year-long look. We've talked about our series-level look, and then we also do look at it obviously on a sermon-by-sermon, Sunday-by-Sunday basis. After mm-hmm. we've gone through all of that. So it does start on Monday morning in the staff meetings, as we've been discussing. Mm-hmm. But then Monday afternoon, the creative arts team gets together, which is a subset of us, to to really sort of pound on it, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we'll ask the person preaching up in the upcoming Sunday to do is walk us through. Yep. What is your What is your approach? What, how is it structured? Uh, you know, what is your conclusion going to be? You know, is it a—are you informing? Or are you challenging? Or are you wanting— people to feel? You want them to be moved? You want them to yep. make a decision? What is it you're trying to get out of that? Uh, what tone do you want to strike? Mm-hmm. Because that will affect how we will prepare the narrator. Is this somber? Is it celebratory and joyful? Is it, you know, what is it? And that, that affects the musical pick and all kinds of things. What language do we use? Are there illustrations that we can use? You know, the Skittles are the famous one we have here, Skittles Sunday, to, to represent a generous God. Uh, and so those things are incredibly helpful. And and um, that's sort of putting the icing on the cake for the upcoming Sunday that enables us to really put the finishing touches, yep. not just on what's going to happen in the sermon, mm-hmm. but what happens from the time you walk in the doors and, you know, we're playing pre-service music and slides are running until we say you're dismissed. Yeah, That whole thing, we're trying to make it all hang together and be mm-hmm. be um, to have continuity. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. And
2: one of the things that we've started doing recently is in our creative arts meeting is having... Um, the preacher for the day or for the upcoming week again typically Jim Um, go up to we have a big whiteboard up there like you mentioned go up there and diagram your sermon for us Mm -hmm. give us your major ideas give us your major themes where are you going to use that illustration how are you going to conclude and and he'll kind of walk us through it and we'll sit back and look at it and say you know looks great or you know I don't know if you should end the sermon that way and and we'll talk about major illustrations a good example is the um, sermon a few weeks ago of the um, of Mount Ebal, Mount Gerizim, yeah. at the yeah. end of Jude- yeah. at the end of Deuteronomy, as the Israelites are pronouncing curses and blessings on one another, like. That was that was not just Jim going off the cuff, like we had talked about. What's yeah. it going to look like to have our congregation divide
0: up and yeah. bless and curse one another? Yeah. Is it going to be effective? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be awkward? How are yes. we going to do it? And we, we discussed and debated that.
2: Can we read all the blessings? Can we read all the curses? Mm-hmm. No, we don't have the
0: time. Okay, well,
2: let's go through and select the ones we want to read. And we have, And I think that Jim, A, could do it by himself, but I also think that he would say he would be less effective and it would be more work for him, but it, and it's so much more helpful to have, how big is creative arts? Six people? Yeah. To have five other people looking at it and just saying, you know what? I think that's gonna be great. Maybe you should use this phrase. Or I think that this is when you introduce that idea. And I think this is how you start your conclusion and how you end the service. And mm-hmm. maybe I, maybe it is a cliffhanger. Maybe it ends, maybe do you end it with prayer or benediction?
0: Well, and literally drew, drew Moss's last sermon, we as a group talked about describing the need for a king. yeah, remember that? and yeah. but but he didn't say who the king was. It was strongly implied that it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. but the the following sermon, which is coming this week, the last two, I guess, yep. in this series, really do get specifically into the king. Mm -hmm. So we're even thinking from this Sunday to next Sunday, uh, we we didn't actually come out and say something because we wanted to create a bit of tension and imply what's going to happen, and then answer, really answer the question the next two yeah. weeks.
2: Going back yeah. to the story idea, yeah. we will hold certain cards close to the chest for the sake of the overall narrative. So yes, Drew, there was more he could have said as he's wrapping up the book of Judges, but we know there's some things we want to say when Jim preaches through Ruth, and there's some things we want to say when Jim hits First Samuel that we want, we want to save for those sermons. So Drew, hold off. Phrase your ending, phrase your conclusion like this. And, and I think that, um, uh, you know, I can speak as one of the guys who is sometimes up there presenting their sermon, that input is so valuable because left to myself, left out on an Island, I'm just not going to think as holistically as that. And it's so mm-hmm. much, uh, it's so much more helpful to have that input from the rest of the staff.
0: I'll let I'll it out the awkward pause. 25 minutes mm. and 40 seconds. Um, so flowing out of that, we uh, let's talk specifically about the song selection, right? So as a worship mm-hmm. leader, as one of our four worship leaders, Kyle, you do this uh, at least once a month. Yeah. Talk about your process for how we're going to do
1: sing what we're going to sing. How does that work? Okay. From top to bottom, uh, the first thing that I look at is, is the team that I will have that Sunday, who will be on stage, my vocalists and my musicians, and uh, we are fortunate here at Sunnybrook to have uh, many very blessed vocalists and instrumentalists so there's there's really not a whole lot of limitations uh, between different bands but uh, but I like to look at that so that I can hit on the strengths of of the band for that week and so after that I I take a look at 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 the scripture uh, the title of the sermon and and now I am uh, I'm afforded the ability to to, Speak with um, whoever will be um, preaching that Sunday, and and talk to them about the themes that they will have, different scriptures that they will be hitting, and and then I I, I will read through those scriptures. And a couple weeks ago, when I led, um, we were going to Joshua six and seven. So I started off by by reading those scriptures, and then going from that, I I like to look at the list of the songs that we do at the church and just begin to, to pick out each song that has something to do with that theme or different characteristics of God that will be talked about on that Sunday. And then from there, I know that we, we generally do four songs, and so I narrow it down from that, from that list of songs that have to do with the theme. Uh, I begin looking at um, keys. And trying to pull out songs that are in relative keys, um, because I know, I mean, transitions are so much smoother mm-hmm. um, when you have those keys that are similar. And so that's where I kind of finish is is with with the keys and picking out four songs. And then I just like to look at at those songs, and I I, I like to discern are, are these songs dealing with with my thoughts. Uh, towards God or my needs, or are these songs dealing with God himself speaking about um, what he has done, who he is? And, and I like to have a good balance on that, um, that we are, we are pouring out our hearts on, on what we need, how we feel towards God, but that we are also singing to um, the majesty of God and what he has done.
0: And there's an energy profile, some, you know, the the tone gets into this, some are very high energy celebratory, Mm -hmm. some are very reflective, some are somber. So that, that's also another one. Now there are four of us that do do this. I don't know that everybody realizes this, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever's leading is planning. Yes. So when Shelly leads, she's literally programming. When Callie leads, she's programming. When you're leading, you're programming. When I Mm -hmm. lead, I'm programming. So we have four different people that are making now, generally people will bounce it off me because ultimately I'm responsible, but yeah. I'm not doing the programming every week I literally ask the, the the person who is responsible for leading worship and leading the rehearsals on Wednesday night yeah to 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 select the songs and I and all of us have sort of a similar process we might articulate yeah. it in a slightly different way mm-hmm. but those are the considerations that we think about and all of that in the context of the one-year plan the series level plan the yeah. weekly plan you know so there's a lot that goes on to yeah. take us to the point where we're going to sing this song
1: on this given yeah. day and there there have been times when I've i've been able to look ahead of of what's coming and and i've had a song picked out and i think you know what this is going to work so much better next week so we hold it off Yeah, i'll I'll hold off on that yes i've done that as well well.
2: and i think i love that i know you know i can pull up our little app that has the schedule and i can see who's leading this week and Mm -hmm. i remember um in the yahweh series i was preaching on um or no it was on the ten Commandments series i was Mm -hmm. preaching on Um, The third, don't use the Lord's name in vain. And so uh, I knew what my emphasis was going to be. And I I remember Kyle was leading that week. And so I called him and I said, hey, can you please, if it works out, play this song, your name. Mm -hmm. Like I really wanted that song to end the set. And he said, of course, you know, it wasn't like, and if he would have said no, it would have been fine too. But (laughs) I love that. Like we can even say like, this is going to fit with my sermon. Can you please kind of use this to
0: connect in? Yeah. We'd build it. We'd build a set around it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If if need be. And
2: we can do the same thing with knowing that the fourth song's likely coming right before communion. What's that tone going to be? And you know, the the worship leader can plan accordingly.
0: Yeah. I want to finish with this. On Monday, one more thing we do is we call a debrief. We actually start with this. And I really want those listening to the podcast to know that we do this. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about what happened yesterday. How did it go? What worked well? Uh, what was not, you know, excellent that we could improve? Mm-hmm. And so we we offer critique to each other, and then, and then as needed, we'll feed that back to others not in the room who were part of it. Uh, the fit leaders for example what happened in the lobby did mm-hmm. we run out of coffee did we have everybody manned there did people bail early yeah you know, i mean whatever or did they do a great mm-hmm. job or did somebody you know do a particularly excellent job of helping find people people find seats on a day that was really crowded or you know i mean yeah. we want to celebrate the wins as well um so talk about the debrief thing a little bit from your perspective as we get ready to close the podcast out
2: um you know i i, I enjoy it because we'll not only say like, hey, your sermon was great, but um, from like the speaking perspective, um, it's helpful to hear from particularly the worship team, because you guys are not that you're in both services, but you can hear both services mm-hmm. if you're if you're um, back in the green room. Yeah. Like, was that change that I made between sermon one and sermon two? Because I think we a lot of us make <laughs> quite a few modifications oh, yeah. between the two sermons. Um, was that helpful? And, and then getting some input on how how the sermon worked out was great. And then. I don't know why I'm qualified to do this, but we talk about the sound, we talk about the music and mm-hmm. me being deaf in one ear, I'm woefully unqualified <laughs> to really offer <laughs> yes. any real critique on the music. But we do say, you know, like, dude, the drums sounded great this week and and the mix was good and, you know, maybe I couldn't hear enough of Steve's guitar. We'll have those conversations just yeah. cuz we really want to do what we do with excellence. Absolutely.
0: Yep. So we're willing to take it on the chin after the fact from people we trust, and mm-hmm. you know yep. who, who we think see and hear things well. Any any last thoughts from you, Kyle? Um,
1: I, I I'm just blessed to be a part of this team and to and to see how it all works together um, for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Well, it's
0: good. Listen, I hope this was uh, provided some good insight for you all who are listening, uh, and helps you kind of see the bigger picture, and also helps you understand. like if you miss a Sunday, man, you're missing a piece of the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to be yes. there. Yeah. So we we do love it. Uh, and that's kind of what it looks like from our perspective. And hey, as always, if you guys have any questions, you can uh, shoot me an email, steve at org, and I'll be glad to forward that to whoever needs to respond to it. But if you ever have questions about anything we're talking about on a podcast, we would love to entertain your questions and then maybe even deal with them on a future podcast. So feel free to do that. Uh, hope it's been great. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you soon. We'll hear you soon, or we'll be speaking to you soon by a podcast, I guess mm. would be the best way to say
1: it. Yes.